Welcome to the Thankful Homemaker Podcast, a podcast to be an encouragement and blessing to each other in the role God has called us to as women. I'm so thankful you stopped by, so grab yourself a coffee or tea and sit with me a bit as we talk about how God's Word impacts every area of our lives as Christian women. Hello, friends. I'm Marcy Farrell from ThankfulHomemaker.com, and we are already in November. And I wanted to give us a bit of a jump on our Thanksgiving this year. So on today's episode, we're going to go through some ideas and helps for us to keep our Thanksgiving Christ-centered. So I'm still on the road with my hubby as I'm recording this. So honestly, for me, it's October. But I (laughs) recorded this one before I left. And as I was doing that, it made me begin to think of Thanksgiving much earlier than normal. So I'm actually putting this one together on October 5th. So I can tell you, I have never had Thanksgiving on my mind this early, but it's been really good. And this year, my brother's going to be visiting us from Ohio, and we'll be together as a family. I I don't know if we'll have extra guests um, yet, but it's been good for me to be pondering and praying about what that day will look like. So you're getting this about two weeks before Thanksgiving with the hopes that it'll be a help and um, maybe you getting a bit more organized or at least thinking about it, right, than maybe you have in past years, and also to start thinking about how you can focus your day on the Lord. So I love the change of seasons that comes with Thanksgiving, and I think of things like um, cozy evenings and warm blankets by a fire, sipping hot cocoa, and just reading a good book. I am really good with the realization that I'm probably going to be spending more time inside than outside. That's probably more my love than my husband's love. He loves being outside and he'll just constantly get outside in the winter. And I'm thinking, oh, I just so love to be in. I'm not a fan of the cold, but I love the changes that fall brings with my wardrobe, sweaters and scarves and fuzzy warm slippers. (laughs) So basically, I love fall. Um, I've always enjoyed preparing meals for the holidays and hosting family and friends for those special occasions in our lives. And even as a non-believer, I enjoyed Thanksgiving and we had various traditions that we did to remind ourselves that we had much to be thankful for. But then enter Jesus into our lives after many years of marriage and um, having our children and but without Christ. And he changes everything, right? The whole celebration of the day changes. Once your eyes are open to the gift of eternal life through the gospel of Jesus Christ, everything is viewed through a different lens. God's undeserved mercy and grace bestowed upon me is one that should remind my heart to respond to the Lord with heartfelt, humble gratitude. Every moment that I'm failing to choose gratitude, I'm choosing ingratitude by default. So Thanksgiving is that time to express appreciation for all the benefits we've received from God. It should be a time of not just feasting on food, but feasting on the abundant grace of God that we have been shown through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And Colossians 3.15 reminds us, And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. And Jerry Bridges says, Thankfulness to God is a recognition that God in His goodness and faithfulness has provided for us and cared for us both physically and spiritually. It is a recognition that we are totally dependent upon Him, that all that we are and have comes from God. So I know as women, though, we can get caught in our to-do list and forget to give thanks in and through all things. So even in the gift of preparing to serve others with the hope of pointing them to the one, capital O, who we truly have all things to be thankful for. 
And I pray that mm-hmm. as on my list of continual reminders that I love to remind myself throughout my day is 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So my hope today is to simplify your holiday planning a bit. I want you to be able to keep your families and your focus on Christ and not get caught up in all the things on your seemingly long to-do list. Uh, Because I don't know, maybe you go to somebody else's house, but maybe if you're the one that's hosting Thanksgiving dinner, a little bit more falls on your plate than if you're just taking a dish to share somewhere, right? But even so, you can take some of these things with you to share possibly. And maybe they're not my ideas, but maybe they spark some other ideas. So just give a listen for me and and see what you think here. So I'm going to share my simple planning for one of my favorite family traditions to celebrate along with bits and helps at the end of how to keep the focus on Christ. So I'm going to kind of go through my menu and some of those things, the practical aspects, and then I'm going to go through really um, some ideas on keeping the focus on Christ. So always, always, my hope is just to spark ideas and ways that you can make much of Christ in your time together. So for me, it always starts first with a menu plan. So very simply, I really just sit down and write down the menu plan for the day. And if I'm going to serve some um, appetizer or some munchy kind of things before the meal, I put those on my list too. My meal plan stays pretty much the same from year to year, and I keep a copy of it in my planner. So this is where I take note of who else may be bringing food items. And I've already put, you know, at this point, I'm probably already putting my guest list together for the most part, but I always, always leave room for more people that may come last minute that the Lord just sort of brings our way. And I love to think about leaving room for those who maybe have nowhere to go on Thanksgiving, or maybe they don't have family. So think of um, the uh, widows in church or elderly couples or your singles. Uh, This may be a good time to invite some of them to that meal. So I'm going to share my menu with you just so you get an idea what we do and um, just to, to throw it out there as an example. So We have turkey because we're turkey people, although we don't all like turkey. So sometimes um, I'll get a little bit of ham to have with it. But um, for the most part, usually we're just turkey. And I used to um, get a turkey from a farm locally, and I would brine it myself. I've really got into that brining. I've loved it. It really makes it moist and juicy. Well, I found a cheater way. I've been buying my turkey already brined from Whole Foods. And what I love about it is, first of all, I've had excellent moist turkeys from them consistently for the past few years. But what I really like is I can order it ahead online, which I love. So then it's just there for me when I go to pick it up. Um, Our other one is my daughter's favorite is our sweet potato casserole. And I basically just, you just mash up baked and peeled sweet potatoes. I have no measurements for this. And then I just add maple syrup and butter and toss that all, mix it all up with my blender and throw it in a casserole dish. And of course, you cannot forget the marshmallows on top. So um, if you're good with that, throw those marshmallows on top. We do green beans. I used to do the green bean casserole, the typical one with the cream and mushroom soup, and but we kind of changed. I um, made them a couple years the way my aunt does, with just really sautéing them in um, butter and garlic and some breadcrumbs. It's pretty yummy. Mashed potatoes, and I'm going to put all these recipes online that have actual recipes to look towards. I'll put links in the show notes for these. Pioneer Women's recipe is absolutely excellent. That is like the best mashed potato recipe. Plus you can make it ahead of time, which I love because her recipe has cream cheese in it and butter and half and half. They are so good. They're actually sort of like dessert. So (laughs) it's a fun one. And then because of oven space, and I'm not one that puts my stuffing in my turkey, 
I make a, a crock pot stuffing recipe and I've just kind of took an, a, a stuffing recipe I loved and I modified it so I don't have to use the oven. And what I really do is I just cook the, um, and I'll put the recipe, the link for this too. I just cook the sausage and add the onions and stuff and the celery on the stovetop. And then I toss it all together in a big bowl, the rest of the ingredients. I The recipe calls for turkey liver, and I've never done that. I'm, it's just me, just not something I was really ever raised doing, so I just don't do it. But um, I also use chicken broth in it. I, I'm trying to think what the recipe calls for. I'm not looking at it. But again, I just mix it in a big bowl. I throw that in my crock pot for four to six hours on low. Sometimes I like to cook it on high for the first 30 minutes to get it started and then turn it to low. Cranberry sauce, if you're cranberry sauce people, Pioneer Woman's Recipe is another great one. She uses tons of maple syrup in it, but it's so worth it, especially if you get your maple syrup at Costco. And then gravy. Okay, I'm a hit or miss with this one, so I always have on hand a good quality canned gravy or you know a jar of gravy just in case it doesn't work out so well. Um, I used to bake my own rolls and bread. I'm getting old, people. I'm just, maybe I'm getting more practical. So I cheat now and I just buy some good rolls from my local store. And my other one, pumpkin pie. Okay, I'm probably going to cheat this year and buy the one from Costco. I know the horror, serious. Um, But otherwise, I'm simple. I just use the recipe on Libby's can, on the back of the Libby's can of, of canned pumpkin. And then chocolate pie. This is a family favorite recipe. It, um, and I'll put I'll put the recipe in the show notes for this, but it is so good. You just used a baked pie crust, or you could use like a graham cracker, or really our favorite is that Oreo cookie crust. But for Thanksgiving, I like to make a regular, um, regular pie crust for it. And then I mix together a large box of cooked chocolate pudding. I use three cups of milk. And in that, I throw in a third a cup of chocolate chips and two tablespoons of butter, sometimes a little more. And then I just bring that mixture to a boil. I let it cool for about five minutes, stirring it a couple times, pour it in my pie crust, and let it cool a little bit, and then toss that in the fridge. And it is so yummy. That is like my favorite pie. So if you're not a purist here and you could use like the box of Jello cooked pudding, the big one, try that out. It's good stuff. Um, and then my last thing we love is pumpkin bars because my, um, my mother-in-law who we just miss so dearly, we lost her several years ago. She made a favorite for Thanksgiving, these pumpkin rolls and I've tried them and I'm just not really good at it. So, so instead of the pumpkin roll, I just make the pumpkin bars. So I just don't get it rolled up. It's, it's still, you know, it doesn't taste the same though. Pumpkin bars, the pumpkin roll, there's just something about it having those layers of the cream cheese in a roll. So um, I miss her pumpkin bars, but I miss her much more. So again, I'm going to put all the links to the recipes I'm sharing online in the show notes. And I also will put a link in there to my Thanksgiving board on Pinterest. If you want to take a peek at some of the other recipes and ideas on there, it's sort of helpful. Okay, so I've planned my menu, right? So from there, I'm going to write out my grocery list. I make sure that I've ordered my turkey if I'm going to do that. And then I put on the list any other items I may need to make my day run smoother. And this is a big one. These are things I've learned over time. I think of things like I do a foil pan to cook my turkey in, all right? I like the easy cleanup, so I go that route. Um, I'm, it's a once-a-year deal, so I kind of justify it by that, but it is just so much easier. Um, I make sure I have plenty of zip, Ziploc bags and containers on hand to send leftovers home with guests. 
I usually make two grocery lists. So I'll look at my major, but I'll make one with items I can buy ahead and then one for the fresh items that I need a couple of days before. And I do try to get to the store at least a week before um, because some of the items can be hard to find last minute. It's not as bad as it used to be. It's been a lot better. And then I think about things like the beverages that I'm going to serve at this time. And I also plan what my table centerpiece is going to be. And I'm going to share more on that as we move down here. So from there, so I've made my menu plan. I've made my grocery list. Now I'm going to plan this on the calendar. And I know this seems like a lot, but it's not. It really makes that holiday planning so much easier when I break it down this way. So at this point, I look at my planner and I mark down my shopping dates and on what days I'm going to make certain foods, especially those ones that I can make ahead of time. I determine if my turkey needs thawing or if I was going to brine it or brined and get that on my calendar. Many side dishes can be made at least the day before and some of them even two days ahead of time. So that's really convenient. That mashed potato recipe and the sweet potatoes are ones you could do that with. Another step to remind you because I've been caught in this clean your oven if you need to. I have forgotten to do this in years past and it's so awful if you have some kind of like something that's spilled and that burnt smell stinking up your house as you're cooking your turkey. You can skip that step if you don't need to, but thank me if I reminded you and you did need to. Um, and then before before I'm getting ready for that day, um, I'll do I'll give it, my house a quick clean. I'll, I usually give it a quick company clean two days before and then just give it an easy quick tidy up that morning. But I have a podcast and a couple posts on cleaning quick for company that I'll link in the show notes. And if you choose, you could just like put your headphones on and listen to the podcast while you're doing it. So you can do two things at the same time. And then another um, good reminder step is to clean your fridge and freezer out. So take time several days before to tidy and clean your fridge and freezer. You're going to be thankful you did that too. Trust me, because you're going to need that room. And then as I get to my next step about setting the table and what that looks like, I want to, I love this quote from Emily Barnes. She said, take a little time to make ordinary things extraordinary. And I love that reminder, especially for special moments like this. And just even the day-to-day setting the table to just take a few moments to do simple things like lighting a candle, or maybe you're using a cloth napkin or putting a pitcher of water on the table with a slice of lemon in it. Just amazing how those little touches just make it feel so special. So when I'm talking about setting the table for Thanksgiving, I'm not talking about fancy like House Beautiful. I don't even go there. I don't even have that kind of creativity. Um, But always I encourage people to utilize the items you already have on hand. I really do keep it simple. I utilize grocery store flowers to make my own centerpieces and vases or items I already have on hand. I love mason jars for things like that. I love to pick up like maybe some little mini pumpkins and gourds for some fun color on the table. I use simple tea lights and little holders. I have some cute little leaf ones that I use, or sometimes I'll just use my little clear ones. Um, my One of the favorites with the babies, and I've done it in years past, I need to probably do it again this year, would be fun, is to I buy some whole nuts in the shell at the grocery store, some fun variety, and I scatter them on the table, with it, and then I put a couple nutcrackers on the table, and the kids just love that. That's kind of fun. Um, place cards are a fun help so everyone knows where to sit and people aren't standing around the table having to determine it themselves. And plus, what's fun about place cards is if you have guests, you can be strategic in placing people. So I I love that to help with the conversation. Um, We use the same tablecloth every year 
and everybody writes on it with a fabric marker, something they're thankful for. And it's really fun to look back over the years and see what everyone has written or drawn, (laughs) our grandbabies who weren't quite writing yet, on the tablecloth from year to year. And we always date it, so that's kind of fun to see. All right, so we get to that point. We're set the table. Now we have our final list. So this is when you take the time to make a final list of the things you need to do and the timing of them. So you've already, you've menu planned, right? You've grocery shopped. You've um, looked at your calendar and set things up. I've got to go back and look what I just talked about. You've done the simple things, right? Now you've, you've done your calendar plan. If you needed to clean your oven, you've tidied up your house, you've checked and cleaned out your fridge and freezer, you've set the table or you know what you're going to do with the table. So now this is the stage where I make a list of all the items that I could make a day or two ahead of time. And then I have my final list with things on it like what literally I mark it on a three by five card. What time do I have to put the turkey in the oven? When do I start the stuffing in the crock pot? When do I need to get the mashed potatoes out of the fridge to start bringing them to closer to room temperature before I put them in the oven? And what time do I need to put them in the oven? I don't want to forget the bread, the rolls. I seem, I can be a, a roll forgetter or a roll burner. So that's always on my list. I'm just forgetful. And there've been years that I've left something made. Like I put together something, a casserole in the fridge and it never made it to the table. All right. <laughs> so that's why I make my little list. I do make a menu list so I don't miss anything. And ladies, I literally write down from the simple things from the butter for the rolls to the turkey, all right? You probably do not need to be as detailed as I am, but I am very thankful for whoever invented three by five index cards and post-it notes. And I love my post-it notes because I, you know, my kids laugh at me, but you know what? Everybody loves them because it makes it easier. So I label where everything is going to go on my table and on my sidebar, you know, my serving counter where I'm going to put the food out. It just makes it so easy when others are helping with food. So I'm off, if I'm handing somebody a basket of rolls or the mashed potatoes, they know where it goes. And I already, and then I'll literally put the spoons, the utensils out by each item there. And I really try to do this all the day ahead of time. So on Thanksgiving day, I can enjoy my family and my time with everybody that I'm not stressed and having so much on my plate to deal with that day. I really want to enjoy my day. So I try to simplify it and prepare ahead as much as I can in little batches. So when I get to that day, it is not overwhelming. Um, So now we get to the fun part, really. So what are some Christ-centered Thanksgiving ideas? So I I do want to share some thoughts on how can you point your family and maybe those in your midst that are non-believers that are sharing Thanksgiving dinner with you, how can you point them to Christ? And again, you don't have to use any of these, you don't, definitely don't have to use all of them, but you don't have to use any of them. There are, again, suggestions to get you thinking in a Christ-focused way to celebrate your holiday together. And there's tons of great ideas on Pinterest too. So I've just kind of picked my favorites that we have literally utilized and they've worked well for us over the years. So my husband, he loves when I just get him all set up at the table to work through the items that we've decided to share together as a family. So we'll talk about this before Thanksgiving. What do we want to read? What do we want to talk about? What do we want to do? And then I'll make sure I get that taken care of for him. I'll print out if he, you know he's reading something from the internet, an article or something or a prayer. I'll make sure that's printed out for him. I'll make sure to have the Bible marked with whatever readings. I'll have that all bookmarked for him and kind of setting at his place at the table. Um, 
So obviously the first thing you want to do is pray as everyone's seated or maybe even standing together, you know, around the table, holding hands, whatever you do, open in prayer. There is a beautiful prayer that I shared yesterday at the blog um, from the Valley of Vision um, book of Puritan Prayers, and it's literally the poem Valley of Vision. So it's a great way to start and give thanks for your Thanksgiving dinner. You could also obviously just simply pray. You don't need to do that. Um, and I'll link to that um, prayer in the show notes. So you could simply read Psalm 100 together before you pray. That's a beautiful way to start. Maybe you want to plan a devotional, maybe one that you've written yourself or your husband has written, or one that stood out to you guys in a book that you read online or somewhere. Um, Another thing we've done in the past as a family is we've read things about the history of Thanksgiving. You can give just a brief history. It doesn't have to be lengthy like a whole school lesson, but I love one from, it's called um, Got Questions, and I'm going to link to that in the show notes for here. It was just a great quick um, read for the, the day. We love the story and the thanks. It's a book by Barbara Rainey called Thanksgiving, A Time to Remember. She has two, it's kind of a neat book because there's, it's it's one whole story, but then she's got one section. You just read certain parts for younger kids or it's a shorter version or you could read the longer ones. And a lot of times we'd like to use just the, the younger children version because it's pretty complete and it's shorter. Uh, Squanto is another excellent read for the day together as a family. And there's a couple different ones out there. And again, I will have links to all these in the show notes to take a peek at. What about some having some neat coloring sheets or crafts for kids on hand? I'm not overly crafty, but I like to have a small table set up for the kids with coloring sheets and some crayons to keep them occupied before we're getting to dinner. Um, another simple thing is to ask the question, what are you thankful for? That's always a great conversation starter. And many times that question opens up opportunities for someone to share the gospel through the giving thanks for the gift of salvation through Jesus. So if you'd like your guests to make a list maybe and share it, there's a really sweet printable that I'm going to share from Ever Thine Home. And they also have a neat little free banner, like a printable banner that's adorable too. It'd be a fun little project for your kids maybe to hang um, over, you know, I think like by my side table, I could hang it above that or over your fireplace or wherever. It's just a neat little banner. So what about simple conversation starters, right? To keep the conversation going and keep people lingering at the table, have some fun questions on hand to share. You can put them in a jar or on the table. And a rule that we love to keep, and this this has been so good, and it's hard sometimes for me to do this all the time, depending on the guests and the dynamics, but that there's only one conversation going on at the table at a time, and we all listen and participate in it together. And I do have a post on conversation starters that I'll share to get you thinking, but um, you can just put some on the table to pick out of a basket or maybe a jar or my next thought was um, when you make place cards, you can put questions on the back of everybody's place card. Or, um, if you're like me, we're not real fancy and we use three by five cards that we fold for place cards. So you can you can put the question on the inside and on the back, I love to put a scripture that represents thankfulness to God on everybody's place card. And this is a really, really great activity for you to pass along to your older children. Um, that's a good one. Actually, I miss having older children. I have grandbabies, so um, they're not quite there yet, but soon, soon we're going to get there. And then one, another one you can do is at the end of your meal, you can sing a hymn together. 
There are so many great ones. Our family traditionally has been singing My Heart is Filled with Thankfulness by the Gaddy. It's just a beautiful hymn. We are not an acapella family, and I utilize a bit of help from Spotify for our singing time together, so <laughs> we're not on our own. My daughter and son may be acapella, but the rest of us, not so much. So music, put some lovely music on in your background. Think through your playlist. You can find some really good um, playlist from Spotify or Pandora, or you can make your own. The Thankfulness Book by Barbara Rainey, I don't even know if it's available anymore, um, but it came with a CD that had all different types of music, and we love to have that on in the background. But lately, I've just made myself some lists from Spotify with various hymns and um, just classical pieces. I've enjoyed to have that as background music. Okay, another one is Let Your Guests Help. Your guests want to feel helpful, so let them. If you're not good at delegating, think about it ahead of time before people arrive on what tasks you can give to various people. I'm not good at delegating. My um, my my guests always like to tease me. I was thinking my little friend Shannon, because she'll ask what I need, if she could help. And I'm like, I'm not doing anything, but I will be doing something. But I just, I'm like, I'm not doing anything. I'm, I, need, I need to work at delegating even yet. So get those kiddos helping too. That's really a, a good um, chore for them to bring plates and clear dishes and low dishwashers and all that stuff. Um, you know what? In, this is the last one of my, enjoy your time, right? That's a big one. Pray and ask the Lord to give you a cheerful heart and attitude during this busy day. Relax, take your time, enjoy and give thanks. And then for every task, right? There is no hurry. Just move from one task to the next. Enjoy the sweet fellowship that's happening. You don't need to rush. Be mindful to enjoy your time with family and friends. We, One of the churches we were in, we used to do a meal after every service. And that time afterwards to clean up the dishes, it was a sweet fellowship for us as women. And we really looked forward to that because there's just something about cleaning up together and talking and communicating. And it just reminds me of days as when I was a little girl in my grandma's kitchen. Everybody was always so busy and doing something and helping. And I love that. There's just such a sweet sense of community there. So really enjoy your day. Take it all in. Don't rush ask for help, let people help, and just enjoy every moment. So at this stage now, we've kind of put together the details. So let's talk about preparing our hearts for Thanksgiving because it's really easy to get tied up in all the details it takes to prepare for a meal on a larger scale. And as I've learned and continue to learn, the red flags of when my heart is distracted and I've lost focus on the main purpose of celebrating Thanksgiving together as a family who loves the Lord. When my heart gets, my heart's desire should be to point my family to Christ. And it, it shouldn't be with feelings of being overwhelmed or being snappy with my family or just being in a crabby mood, not to how great a cook I am or how well my table is set or how clean my house is, right? The main purpose in celebrating Thanksgiving is to point to the goodness and kindness of God in redeeming us as his children. God's will for us as believers is to give thanks to him in and through all things, bringing us back to 1 Thessalonians 5.18. So during this season, I really like to go through Revive Our Hearts. They have a 30-day gratitude challenge. And Nancy DeMoss Walgamuth's book called Choosing Gratitude, Your Journey to Joy is a good one to work through, maybe even yearly. This is a great time of year. 
I continue to pray for the Lord to work in my heart to make me a more grateful person and not just to other people, but first and foremost to him. I pray I would lift up prayers of gratitude to him throughout my days. This season is a time for me to reflect and repent for my ingratitude and ask him to make me mindful to thank him in and through all things, all being the key word there, because it's not just the good things, but the difficult situations that the Lord has done such a sweet work in my life to remind me that when my hope is in him, there will always be a deeper and profound sense of joy and gladness, even in the midst of the most challenging situations. So may our Savior be exalted in our homes, not just during this Thanksgiving season, but throughout all of our lives. Choosing gratitude means choosing joy. And may we be overwhelmed with thanksgiving and thankfulness to Jesus. So happy Thanksgiving, my dear friends. Jim Elif tells us, the problem with being thankful is not so much one of manners as it is of alertness to the facts. That is, simply having open eyes to what is true. And it is true that you and I deserve nothing good. No more than that, we deserve everything bad and eternity in hell. End quote there. We have much to be thankful for if we are in Christ. If you have repented of your sins and put your faith and trust in Christ, you have much to give thanks for and to be joyful and to also share that good news with others. And I pray that will be this year at your Thanksgiving table. Jesus is enough always. So my friends, thank you for your time today. You can find the show notes and resources mentioned always at thankfulhomemaker.com. If you have a few minutes, I'd so appreciate if you could leave a review or rating if the podcast has been an encouragement to you wherever you listen in to Thankful Homemaker. Have a very blessed week, my dear friends. Mm-hmm.